0: Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member
1: of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Morning, Southwest Florida, mid-70s, heading to 90. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News for Sunday, May 9th. A busy half hour. Brent Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Seven types of money personalities. Listen up for you. I bet we can match. I heard myself. Also got a webinar preview, which is happening on Tuesday. It's Budgeting in Retirement. Dan Phillips will have that. Derek Felsky is our chief investment officer on the show this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. Dave Spano, president and CEO. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Danny. You know, uh, when the snowbirds head south, the golf courses generally open up. Uh, but there are some people that I would not want to play golf with, and that was The economists this morning, because if they teed it up and try to hit it in the golf, they would have missed, Danny. Oh,
1: I, okay, thought you were saying some men with clubs, no, but no, my the
2: big goodness big miss, huh? No, big miss. Yeah, we're talking about up to a million jobs. Paper report said nothing of the like, Derek.
3: No, it came in way short of estimates. In fact, it was the biggest miss relative to expectations in decades. Uh, we came in at 266000 As you mentioned, the consensus uh, was looking for gains of up to 900,000. And in fact, the highest forecast was for 2.1 million new jobs. So obviously a lot of explaining to do on the far of the economists and the market actually liked the news.
2: They liked the news. You know, obviously we'll see revisions. Uh, you know, you saw some revisions. We saw February's number changes and March's number change. Uh, but this was incredible. You almost have to look to ADP because they, their job claim number was a whole lot better. In fact, that showed that 500,000
3: claims down the this earlier this week. Right. The labor market is, is clearly improving. Um, there, there are a couple of things to think about here. First of all, you know, when we look at month to month reports, what we typically do as an investment committee is yes, we acknowledge the headline number, but we're really focused on trends. And right now, the trend in the labor market is clearly improving, which is one reason I don't think the market took it negatively. The other reason I think the market took it positively, though, is that it basically we're now less worried about an early stage of taper talk. That's what people had been concerned about, that these higher inflationary readings that we've seen recently would trigger the Fed to start to begin to talk about tapering, which some people believe would upset the market in the short run.
2: Well, we heard from Janet Yellen on Friday, and she had a presser, and that was clearly the question that she was asked, because earlier in the week she talked about rising interest rates, and obviously she's a labor economist, as you well know, Derek, and she wants to see wage inflation as the big inflation. We know that copper is up. We know lumber's up 300% steel is up 300%, she's focused on wage inflation and that's
3: not happening. Um, it, it hasn't happened to the degree they want, but there was certainly a good start in this number. We saw a 0.7% increase month-on-month month in average hourly earnings, and some people are thinking that's because there's a limited supply of labor. Now right. whether that's because of the lack of skills or people's unwillingness to work for any number of reasons, uh, that remains to be seen, but the wage trends are starting to improve also.
2: So you you mentioned that in the Wall Street Journal earlier this week had a great piece to say, why is this? with well, all of this number of jobs that are open and why there's so many people who are still looking for jobs, why is there a disconnect? And there were so many reasons that they laid out. One was enhanced unemployment, and that that's going to run out at the end of the summer, uh, ironically. So we'll have to see if that's part of the reason. They said another a number of other reasons, the closed schools. So mom and dad maybe couldn't go back to school because the kids were at home. They thought maybe fear of getting COVID was still out there. Uh, changing workforces. There was a number of reasons right down the road. But I think the market reacted positively, in my opinion, because companies are doing well with less labor. That could be a benefit for the companies.
3: Well, you know, there's no doubt that companies have done well um, in terms of managing during this pandemic, whether it's through new technologies or just simply more rational cost controls. But we are seeing bottlenecks. And you know, I read actually a very good piece on Friday by a well-known research institute, and they tend to agree with Powell that the rise in inflation will be transitory. And the primary reason they say that is that what's what's happened as a result of turning the on, the on the economy is a lot of supply constraints, bottlenecks, if you will, in the supply chain. And over time, those will get solved. But in the interim, when we have a shortage of drivers, a shortage of semiconductors, a shortage of lumber, a shortage of copper, we can see short-term spikes in prices. But ultimately, they believe that that will smooth out. And if that's the case, uh, the equity market, markets probably have a lot further to go because the valuations of equity still remain attractive relative to fixed income.
2: That is true. However, we had a record close. We had five days in a row this past week, and even tech jumped in on the party. So there's no question as you're going through your portfolio and thinking about where you want to go going forward, now that tech has joined the party, maybe there's some assets to be placed in, in those areas. But as Derek said, there's inflationary pressure on other parts of the market. You need to know what you own why you own it, and how much you're paying for it.
1: Need to work with one team that can do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning under one roof as one team. One plan. It's complete, includes every single aspect of the Annex Wealth Management team. Most importantly, as we talk quite a bit on this show one fee. We are fee-only fiduciaries, zero commissions. If you want complete fee transparency, that would be Annex Wealth Management. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Stand by Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples is next. Also on the way, details about Tuesday's webinar. That's all coming up on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
4: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax investment and estate planning advice help is a call or a click away annex wealth management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary annex wealth management one team one plan one fee AnnexWealth.com.
0: planning and investment insight from a fee-only
1: fiduciary and we put that in writing This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Good morning, Brian.
5: Good morning, Danny.
1: Now, if anybody caught us last week, you had a big lunch planned shortly after the show.
5: Yeah, my daughter is a senior in high school. Her first serious boyfriend, I met her first serious boyfriend's parents because their family is going on a trip to mountains of Colorado and they're inviting family, they're inviting friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and things like that. So my daughter wanted to go. So we figured we better meet the family first and it was a very good experience. I enjoyed meeting them. Everything
1: went well. Excellent. This is the second of a two-part series, 12 Reasons Why You Should Consider a Financial Planner, because we work with our clients every single day and demonstrate our value. But we answer the question, why do I need you? Now, the first five were saving and investing are too important to mess up. The older you get, the fewer do-overs you get. Many people invest backwards. Number four was those guys on TV aren't that helpful. And number five was you'll be paying at least know how much. We're going to move on to the next batch. Brian Fiore, number six is investing is complicated.
5: Financial advisor, obviously we handle investments. There's a lot of other things that we do that aid and guide and help people in their financial decisions and take their mind off things and let them focus on what they want to focus on. But there's studies about the Fidelity Magellan Fund, which was one of the most successful mutual funds ever. And the studies show that most individual investors actually broke even or lost money when they used that fund, even though it was one of the best rates of return ever on any ever mutual fund. So the idea is it's complicated in that people have lives and they have short-term thinking and decisions and, and thing life happens. Maybe they don't balance risk and allocation and diversification and consistency in a plan. So complications in investing can be many things, and that's just a good example of of how if you aren't doing this every day as a profession, well, this is your job every day, you know, life doesn't get in the way of that versus normal folks who do other things, uh, life may get in the way.
1: Why consider a financial planner? Reason number seven, taxes. They're a major consideration.
5: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things that you may not come across, especially when tax rules change. If you realize more income in one year, that may affect Medicare premiums or all sorts of things that may, may come into play and you don't realize it. Longer term gains and qualified dividends are treated better than shorter term gains. So if you're a short term trader, you're paying more taxes. Government may like you, but you may not be wanting to do that. Taxes definitely come into play. Reasons why to consider a financial planner. Everyone's situation
1: is unique.
5: That's for sure. I mean, you and I, we get to, we get, get to know each other pretty well, but our, our lives are completely different. So our way of looking at things, and I've, I have a client who is very conservative, nest eggs built, doesn't want to risk anything, just wants to make sure they have what they need and have things for their heirs. And then I have other clients who must be really aggressive and make as much money as we can possibly can risk it because i'll make more in my in my job or my uh, company that i own you know that type of thing so everybody's situation is different and uh, we want to match that up
1: another reason is is the goal is financial independence amen to that right yeah
5: i think everybody when they start realizing they have to work and earn a living that financial independence is a goal and once you get there maintaining it so you don't have to go back to work unless you want to definitely that's a goal for i would think just about everybody
1: one of the twelve reasons why to consider a financial planner. I, this might be my favorite. You lose interest, but planners don't.
5: Yeah, it's kind of like what I was talking about with the Fidelity Magellan Fund study, and also, you know, like New Year's resolutions. Uh, often they start off with some enthusiasm, but by February or something or March, you know, they're kind of in the back of everybody's mind and no longer having attention paid to them. Where advisors, you know, investment management team are tax planning team, all the different teams we have, their job is every day to do these sorts of things and pay attention to it. So life doesn't get in the way while we're at work. We do what we work, you know, what we're supposed to do at work. We have lives as well. So in the evenings or weekends or whatever, we may be doing other things, obviously, but we don't lose interest in folks who don't do this for a living. Obviously their lives happen.
1: Another reason to consider a financial planner, how involved do you want to be? And Brian, I've got to guess you've got people who
5: run the gamut. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's a lot of folks who used to be fully self-directed and want a little bit of help or some that really don't want to think about this at all, want to live their best life and do other things and then just make sure we we take care of it for them. I think a good analogy is folks who like cars and how much time do you want to spend on your car as far as maintenance and upkeep and how detailed do you want to be versus people that take it to the car wash or to to the dealer to do all the work. And our final one is acting on emotion impacts your returns.
1: And I'm sure you've seen that.
5: Yeah, I think the main uh, result of that Magellan Fund study was folks act on emotions. When markets are high, they're excited and they may be putting money into investments. And then when things are going the wrong way, they're selling, they're scared, get out of investments. And actually, that probably is is opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah, a sensible systematic approach is what we prefer. So those emotions definitely affect returns. And as always, Annex Wealth Management is ready to assist with investment and
1: retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning all together as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your expertise today.
5: Thank you, Danny. Good to talk to you.
1: We are going to be back. Quick break. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Here's an understatement. The last 12 months have been a roller coaster, right? Because of the pandemic, most Americans have increased their focus on investment and retirement planning. But what if you haven't taken that all-important first step? Annex Wealth Management can help. We'll create a solid plan for you that includes investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. It's time to take us up on that free portfolio review. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth
0: Management. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only
1: fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. True statement. Not one of our clients is alike. Every person, couple, and family are unique with a wide variety of wants and needs goals and dreams. Understanding the variance is a pleasure for our entire team and a lot of fun. Deanne Phillips gets this. In fact, she thrives on it. Director of Client Learning Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back.
4: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: You also got a new stripe on your sleeve. Tell us about that.
4: (laughs) Well, now I'm an accredited behavioral finance professional and this is really an adjunct to my specialty as a certified financial planner. As you know, I work with people in financial transition. I'm a certified divorce financial analyst which enables me to split pensions and work with clients and attorneys who are splitting up household assets. But it really, there's a lot of financial decisions that are driven by our attitudes and our experiences with money. And that's really behavioral. So, this certification identifies the heuristics, those rules of thumb that we lean toward, and how they can work for us or against us. So, sometimes we need to get out of our own way financially, right? But first, we have to identify what we're leaning on that's making us get in our own way. So, this certification, Danny, really enables me to assist clients with that.
1: We found a list of seven types of money, personalities, we're going to run through it, and also share a webinar that's approaching as part of our Women in Wealth series that you'll want to put on your calendar. The first money personality type, the compulsive saver.
4: Yeah, so right, if you identify with this type, you might call yourself frugal, so people might see that as a good thing and seek you out for advice, but as an advisor and who doesn't love this, it can put me in a position to say, hey, spend more on what you value, right? So let's identify what that is. It really comes down to security and what that means to each individual to feel financially secure secure you know we always got to remember we sacrifice we put money away for the future now it's the future it's time to spend
1: (laughs) seven money types which are you second the compulsive spender
4: yeah so okay kind of the opposite and when you're a compulsive facebook market page buyer or when those ads pop up and you hit oh yeah looks good because you know social media knows us right and what we want they're marketing toward us maybe you're always buying something for someone else and most importantly sometimes for no particular reason it's the emotional distress spending that's the solution instant gratification so you know this can go hand in hand with debt and that's where you really got to put yourself in check and watch it
1: money personality types which might you be the third is the compulsive money maker
4: you know and if you're a money maker you believe that earning more money is the secret to happiness you want that big pile right and here's a question do you live to work or do you work to live Do you identify yourself as a workaholic because you want to make as much as possible with no real end game in mind? So these compulsive money makers are usually on a strong path to that financial freedom, which is great. Danger territory when you start neglecting important relationships and what you value.
1: Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP, CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about seven different money personality types. Number four is kind of interesting, the indifferent to money.
4: Yeah, so now we enter into the hybrid zone, okay? And and here's another expression for you. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So some people who are indifferent to money may just always be the ones who say, eh, I'll get around to doing a financial plan, right? Until it gets critically late. And a lot of times people feel indifferent because they feel they only need a modest amount of money to be happy. Definitely a good mindset, but you need to stress test that and check it with a financial plan.
1: Money personality types number five. This might be me. The saver splurger. <laughs>
4: Ooh. Ooh, the roller coaster rider huh yeah. yeah okay i know i have to save i'm doing that but oh i really want to spend on this
1: just once in a while
4: uh, that's okay once in a while you know and it's everything about you know sometimes we justify right we'll say oh no i deserve this you know or oh i got that extra big little bonus so i'm gonna you know spend this on myself and the once in a while is just fine we just have to again be sure our plans in place
1: money personality types We've got a list of seven. Six is the gambler.
4: The thrill and risk and promise of reward is the pleasure itself and this is a real pitfall for people who are do it yourself or sometimes with the stock market because remember we're supposed to be investing in our retirement in the future but sometimes that trading mentality can take over and we start chasing returns. So in this one, you know, we always say if you feel you're a gambler and you're taking that over into the market, be sure that you compartmentalize your money. Don't ever put your quote unquote gamble on more than you can afford to lose.
1: Money personality types, the last one number seven, the warrior
4: You know, in women, we call this bag lady syndrome, Danny. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You're constantly worried that you'll lose it or you won't have enough. Katie Couric suffers from bag lady syndrome, which is crazy, right? It seems like. But you lack the confidence in your ability. This is why we have so much education at Annex and why it's so important.
1: And here's more great news. We can help with virtually all of these money personalities. The key is heading to AnnexWealth.com, clicking the Get Started button. We'll figure you out. Hey, DM, before we let you go, what's next? Up with women and wealth, and the webinar series.
4: Well, it fits perfectly well with this discussion, Danny. It's women and wealth budgeting in retirement. It's happening on Tuesday at 9:30 a.m. The details and sign up are available at annexwealth.com/events. And we'll be doing a little quiz in there, so you can see what kind of personality type you are.
1: Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your knowledge.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: More to come. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
4: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team. One plan. One fee. AnnexWealth.com
1: it's time to know the difference and annex wealth management is ready to help with investment retirement tax and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary partner annexwealth.com click the get started button planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary and we put that in writing this is the annex wealth management show We're back. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News for Sunday, May 9th. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Quick reminder, Women in Wealth, the webinar happens Tuesday, Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning. It's called Budgeting and Retirement. Really a great webinar series. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Annex Wealth Management, a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, on the list for the RIA Channel's Top 100 Wealth Managers. Most importantly, a fee-only fiduciary. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, is here, along with Dave Spano, President and CEO.
2: Thanks, Danny. You know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about all of the great earnings in the economy humming along, but there's no question the Fed is in our in our corner, the interest rates are low, and the earnings have been fantastic so far.
3: That's true. The beat rates, as we thought, would, would occur, they're north of 80% on earnings uh, expectations. Uh, the gap between uh, estimates and actual results is the one of the widest I've ever seen in my career. So companies are clearly doing well. Uh, the, the fundamental thing that we've noticed, though, is that many companies that had run up in front of those earnings didn't really trade that well off those results. And that, that tends to happen. Earnings season tends to be somewhat noisy, uh, but next quarter looks like it's going to be even stronger against a much easier comparison. So we're going to continue to hear big numbers, whether it's earnings growth, GDP growth, uh, an improving job market. So it's a really interesting time right now because you know the, the obvious question is, is this as good as it gets?
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, you talked about GDP. I mean, the Atlanta Fed has a number like I've never seen in nearly 36 years in my my career, which is 13.6% annualized in this coming quarter, which is just stunning. It's astounding. You know, we went from you know, after the crisis, the financial crisis in 08, 09, uh, up until when Trump got elected, that, you know, 1%, 2% GDP annualized. And now we see a number of 13.6% annualized, and it's just gotta make you shake your head. I personally think it's gonna get revised way down, and I think they're missing this as as the same way they missed the employment report.
3: Yeah, I'm sure, Dave, it will be revised. Um, you know, as we know, last, last quarter, we saw were reduced, so that's one of the reasons why this number stands out as, as a big number. But but generally speaking, the trend, as I mentioned earlier, is what we focus on, and the economy is clearly getting better. Right. It's more about valuations now and, and, and what and, the and guidance and, is going to be going forward and, that's important.
2: And let me just jump in on that, because that's totally what it is. And where I was going with that, Derek, is that all of these great numbers... Is it priced in? As you just said, is it as good as it gets? And that means that people are looking at their portfolio and say, what should I do going forward? And what we're suggesting is to know what you own because right now, even though there's pricing pressure and even though PE ratios are good, there's still volume coming in, there's still cash flow coming in, and they're going to chase some stocks. So you need to know what you own.
3: That's right. The other thing I would think people should focus on also is you know we're now starting to see an increase in buyback activity uh, we know corporations have over two trillion on their balance sheets in cash uh, that could come by way of you know as buybacks as I just mentioned or perhaps dividend increases uh, so there's a lot of positive things that can happen underlying what we've seen is a very strong rally with the S&P up of what, about about 12 percent right um, year to date the other thing I think you need to pay attention to also is how your sector allocation stands because right now you know technology for example over the last year has frustrated a lot of people it had a great year last year it kind of you know consolidated at the beginning of this year and and as we go look going forward those valuations of some of those big tech names are actually starting to look a little bit more attractive than they did a year ago
2: yeah that's right And, and they really are that's what we talked about nasdaq uh is starting to participate but all of this investment talk that we're talking about goes as part of the portfolio construction conversation. And so therefore you go, what is the tax strategy? If I'm going to sell something, is it tax it today? Should it tax and wait to see what the tax changes will be? Should I wait? All of this goes into a tax plan. And that, of course, ties into your estate plan. All of these conversations need to be happening consecutively and together. And that's the reason why talking to one firm, that's a wealth management firm that talks about estate planning, tax planning, financial planning, investment planning, and has all of the players on staff Danny that is exactly what we do. Well,
1: it's a know what you own, why you own it, and then from there we go with the plan. When we sit down, you might say, "Listen, we got a place up north. Um we got grandkids up north and we're thinking about doing something." And I think really that's where the magic happens with putting the plan together with Annex Wealth Management.
2: Yeah, and that's right, Danny, and that's the reason why when you come into our offices, we put all the assets down and we go through and say, "What do you own?" What is it? Should we buy it? Should we sell it? Should we hold it? What's the tax ramification? Since what is your cost basis? All of those things come together, and then we can put a plan together to go forward. Yep. How
1: can we help you do what you want to do? Website, AnnexWealth.com, and then click that Get Started button. As a fee-only fiduciary, it would be our pleasure to serve you in 2021 and beyond. Thanks for listening. We will see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.